0: M-S-W-Media. We're all busy, and that's why sometimes you want a good drink and you want it fast. So strap in and hold on tight, friends. This is the 3-Minute Bartender. As the current news cycle and all its exquisite perversity illustrates, disillusionment with the political process can manifest itself in unexpected ways, ranging from the bizarre, like... This woman's viewpoint. Can a woman be president? The presidency is a man's job. A female has more hormones. She could start a war in 10 seconds. If she has hot flashes, whatever. Boom. To the downright terrifying. Hey there, Marjorie Taylor Greene. In 2022, I'm going to blow away the Democrat socialist agenda. Go to the website below and sign up to win my fifty caliber gun before Joe Biden bans it. Throughout our nation's history, people have vented their political frustrations through protest, rioting, boycotting elections altogether, and, in recent years, taking it out on everyone you know on social media. Sean Penn, one, has a penis nose, (laughs) two, has a scrotum face, (laughs) three, has an anus mouth, (laughs) four, is a butthole. Now, back before social media ruined humanity, those who didn't want a riot or boycott engaged in the time honored tradition of casting a vote for someone whose name does not even appear on the official ballot. And while no write in candidate has ever been a serious factor in a presidential election, that doesn't mean they aren't entertaining on a sociological level. For instance, in 1972, faced with choosing between incumbent president and child eating hobgoblin Richard Nixon and the far too much sense making Democratic challenger George McGovern, Over 9,000 voters put pen to ballot representing for an array of alternate chief executives, including famed TV canine Lassie, Mickey Mantle, and Jerry Garcia. But none of those upstanding mammals stood a chance in the nihilistic horse race of the 1972 right in Derby. In fact, it's apparent that the burden of choosing the leader of the free world drove many Americans to drink. How do we know this? Because the leading write-in vote-getter turned out to be the ultimate outsider, outside the realm of living, breathing creatures. The most common choice of the people who chose not to have a choice was one Harvey Wallbanger. For those not currently living in 1972, Harvey Wallbanger is not a person. It's a cocktail. And here's how to make it. Pour one and a quarter ounce vodka and three ounces of freshly squeezed orange juice into a tall glass filled with ice and stir. And on top, you're going to float a half ounce of Galliano, which is the canary colored stuff in the tall skinny bottle that sits behind every bar, but sees about as much action as Adam Kinzinger at CPAC. You're going to garnish your Harvey Wallbanger with a skewered orange slice and maraschino cherry. Harvey Wallbanger was invented in the 1960s by a booze importer desperate to unload a surplus of this weird vanilla liqueur no one wanted. He hid it where no one would notice, in a screwdriver. An early ad campaign by the McKesson Imports Company targeted young surf enthusiasts with the tagline, Harvey Wallbanger is the name and I can be made. It made no sense, but surfers were either too stoned to notice or just stoned enough to really get it, man. That was my skull. I'm so wasted. And for a hot minute in the hot summer of 72, the drink was a cooling bomb to the sizzle of political intrigue and flaring tempers. Harvey Wallbanger's appeal to the joint-toking, take-it-easy-listening, not-fun-of-war-or-showering demographic was undeniable. But it proved no match for Nixon, who won the 72 election in a landslide, despite the fact that, you know, he was a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Yeah, 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 whatever, Tricky Dick. Look, if we're being honest, the Harvey Wallbanger is a singularly obnoxious drink. It is to cocktail culture what the selfie is to actual culture— a vapid amusement that would have ceased being a thing a long time ago if we as a society weren't so willing to celebrate the banal at the expense of the consequential. For instance, apparently Harvey Wallbanger still gets thousands of write-in votes every time a presidential election rolls around. But not for me. Oh, no, no. Hell, I'll be good and goddamned if I ever vote for Harvey Wallbanger. Because we're going to elect a cocktail to the presidency, we should at least make sure it's a good one. Naturally, I've been over and over this, and I think I have a candidate. Old-fashioned a little too stuffy. Martini is in bed with Wall Street. Manhattan practically screams top 1%. No one takes pina colada seriously. And zombies just scare people. To me, there's only one choice. Rusty goddamn nail. Now, there's a cocktail that doesn't suffer fools. One that makes you take stock of yourself and reminds us that greatness doesn't come without sacrifice. Because let's face it, beyond a sense of civic duty, there's really no reason to ever go near dram Bowie. And with that, I'll leave you with a joke. Guy suffering from delusions gets admitted to a psychiatric hospital and the doctor asks him for his name. patient answers, I am John F. Kennedy. Oh, that's very nice, the doctor says gently. We've got lots of politicians here. Abraham Lincoln, Richard Nixon, George Washington. No, doc, says the patient. I'm the airport. (coughs) And with that, I invite you to follow me at The Imbiber on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the podcast at WWD underscore podcast on Instagram. We'll see you on the next one. This old engine makes it all.